This is a download from Ormskirk Christadelphians of one of our Sunday afternoon talks. For more downloads, go to our website, ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk or join us in person at our meeting room on Moorgate in Ormskirk every Sunday at 1.45pm. We hope you enjoy the talk. At some time <coughs> in our lives, I'm sure, we will have all wondered what is life all about. Uh, we have the daily round of things that must be done and tasks that must be undertaken, responsibilities to our families, our associates, our work, society. All these things can weigh heavily upon us and often when the everyday things of our life seem to be pressing upon us, we can wonder, can't we, what is life all about? Uh, we have each one of us have no control over our being born into this world and we live our life uh, some perhaps have a, a relatively pleasant life pleasant existence and some not so pleasant uh, we all have varying skills and abilities and uh, we may have various opportunities depending on those abilities there are many factors, aren't there, that influence our lives. Good health, longevity, disabilities. And as the preacher says in Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 11, speaking of the time of our probation on the earth, I returned and I saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to the men of understanding, nor yet favour to men of skill, but time and chance happeneth to them all. Now, there are many things that play a part, as we've said, and uh, if we are the average person, uh, whatever that means, uh, we can expect to live on an average for three score years and ten. After which, if we believe the religious doctrines put out by the churches whether they're Christian, Muslim or Jewish or any other you care to name there is uh, some sort of an afterlife somewhere in the sky or wherever where everything is wonderful and no problems, no worries no concerns for age, illness, poverty death or anything else the church would have us believe that everybody goes to heaven or some such place of peace and tranquility and apparently nobody goes to what they call hell anymore for example uh, uh, the correspondent for the independent uh, recently in the last uh, 10 days Michael Day reported on a news item uh, that was put out by the Vatican regarding heaven going it appeared on Wednesday the 11th of September uh, 2013 this year and it said in comments likely to enhance his progressive reputation Pope Francis has written a long open letter to the founder of La Repubblica newspaper Eugenio Scalfari stating that non-believers would be given would be forgiven by God if they followed their conscience. Uh, responding to a list of questions published in the paper, Mr. Scalfari, who is not a Roman Catholic, says, Francis wrote, 
You ask me if the God of the Christians forgives those who don't believe and who don't seek the faith. I started by saying, and this is a fundamental thing, that God's mercy has no limits if you go to him with a sincere and a contrite heart. The issue for those who do not believe in God is to obey their conscience. Well, I have to tell you that that's not what the Bible says. Hebrews 11 and verse 6 tells us, Without faith it is impossible to please him, that is God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a reward of them that diligently seek him. The Vatican says in that uh, quote from La Repubblica, Sin, even for those who have no faith, exists when people disobey their conscience. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 3, Sin is the transgression of the law. Nothing to do with conscience. James chapter 1 verse 15, it says, When lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Romans chapter 6 and verse 23 confirms that the wages of sin is death. Sin brings death regardless of conscience, not a trip to heaven. We know that the lot of man is to end in death because he is a sinful creature. The transgression of God's commandments in the garden has caused this condition to be passed down throughout the ages to Adam's posterity. Romans 5 and verse 12 states, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. And again in Jeremiah uh, chapter 17 and verse 9, The heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked. So then, my dear friends, we have no part in being born. We have no part in our death in the normal course of events. And the bit in the middle depends upon fate, as the world would have us believe. This earth, this complex system set amongst the stars of the universe the only planet known to man that has living organisms that is perfectly balanced in temperature, atmosphere and seasons and light containing everything that is necessary to sustain life is populated by dying creatures. We ask ourselves the question, was it created for that reason, without purpose? To go hurtling through space and time so that the immortal souls of the dead can be received for some unknown time or purpose in some far off place some heaven well the bible is the only book that claims to be written by the one who created all that is 
No other book claims this authority. And as such, that is where we must go to seek truth. To seek out the reason for our very being and the purpose with this earth. God did not just decide to do what he did without a purpose. Everything he did was for a reason. So it is to that word now that we must go. The first words of scripture state, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And in the last verse of that first chapter, we find that God saw that everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good, and the evening and the morning were the sixth day. And God saw everything that he had made, and it was very good. Now Christadelphians call the book of Genesis the seedbed of the Bible, because it is from that book that we find the beginning of all that God had intended, of all that he had created, and what he planned to do with man upon the earth in order to bring about his purpose. The purpose of God's creation grows from this seedbed, and this book we hold in our hands today has been preserved down the ages for our learning, and it gives to us all the information that we need to understand what that purpose is and where we ordinary men and women fit into those plans of the creator as we know man has been given freedom of choice now we can basically do as we please and there are obvious restrictions upon us by the society in which we live and there are limitations on, on what we can do there are, of course, those that wish to do their heart's desire regardless of the consequences to others. And it has ever been so. Since Adam and Eve chose to do their own will rather than the Creator's. But God knew that this would be the way that man would go. And he says in Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 9, as we all already heard, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart, I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. So then, in order to bring a, a responsibility to ourselves, a recognition that God wants mankind to freely do as he has commanded, God has given a set of rules that we should live by a set of laws these laws were intended to teach mankind the way in which he should conduct himself in fact the laws of our country here uh, were based on those commandments and uh, commonly referred to in, in our times as the ten commandments we're all aware of them so if you could turn to the uh, reference that we have in uh, Jeremiah 17 for a moment. And if we look at verse uh, 5 there. 
find there that uh, quoted there and in the uh, some of the previous verses so some words of warning for us verse 5 thus saith the Lord cursed be the man that trusteth in man and maketh flesh his arm and whose heart departeth from the Lord for he shall be like the heath in the desert and shall not see when good cometh but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land and not inhabited Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. In verse 7, uh, we have an introduction to uh, what the intentions of the Creator are. It says in verse, that verse 7, there is hope in the Lord. And I'd like us to just remember that uh, for a little later on. We'll come to that shortly. The hope that is spoken out there is most important. Psalm 146 is one of the many places in Scripture that exhorts us to try to overcome the inherent influences that we all possess. The nature that we bear and the consequences to us if we allow ourselves to live according to our own ways and not to those of God so if we just turn to that psalm for a moment, Psalm 146 it's almost at the end of Psalms and if we look at uh, verse 3 it tells us there put not your trust in princes nor in the son of man in whom there is no help his breath goeth forth he returneth to the earth in that very day his thoughts perish happy is he that hath the God of Jacob for his help whose hope is in the Lord his God which made heaven and earth the sea and all that therein is which keepeth truth forever you probably noticed in that uh, fifth verse there this word hope is mentioned yet again <coughs> we've learned that death is the cessation of life and we hope to look at what happens after that rather than what's put out by the churches and the establishment around about us and we saw there in verse 4 of that psalm that at death everyone's thoughts perish at verse 5 there is no remembrance of thee in the grave who shall give thee thanks that's contrary to what we've heard put out by the establishment is it not on the one hand we pass away and our thoughts are gone but on the other hand we're told that there is hope that hope my dear friends is contained in the purpose of the living God it's not the false ideas surrounding heaven going for all even for those that don't believe 
as we mentioned in the letter of Mr. Scalfari. Amongst many other references, God tells us in Numbers 14 and 21 that as truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. And again in Isaiah chapter 11 and verse 9, the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. There are some other complementary passages which we won't go to, Isaiah 26 verse 9 and especially Isaiah 45 18 where God tells us that he created the heavens and the earth, he formed the earth and made it, he hath established it, he created it not in vain, he formed it to be inhabited, I am the Lord and there is none else. And when we consider then that the end of man is everlasting death how comforting it is to be told by the creator through his inspired prophets that in the fullness of time at a time appointed by the creator the earth will be filled with the knowledge of him as the waters cover the sea <coughs> not somewhere up in the clouds but here on earth and that glory will be manifested in a people who have tried to do as he has asked to follow his commandments to bear the responsibility that was placed upon mankind at creation and to follow the example of our Lord Jesus Christ accepting that we are sinful creatures that we will die and as we can read in our Scriptures that through him, the Lord Jesus Christ, we can be a part of the great and precious promises that God has made. To understand that the life and the death and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ is a perfect example that God has given to us to follow, that we might be a people for his name, we would need to look more deeply into the Scriptures and I hope that having listened to this address this afternoon you will be encouraged to do so to search out the truth for yourself we have seen that when life ceases the body returns back to its constituent parts and uh, for a couple of examples of the hope that we can share contrary to the beliefs common in the rest of the world those, uh, there is a passage in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 13 uh, that I'd like us to look at we could also turn to Daniel's prophecy for uh, to uh, see some examples there of, of, of events that will uh, happen at this time so first of all anyway First uh, Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 13 we're told there I would not have you ignorant brethren concerning them that are asleep those that are dead that you sorrow not even as others which have no hope for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again even so, them which also sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For well, this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, 
that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent or come before them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise again. Rise first. And in Daniel 12, uh, at verse 1, it says, speaking of this time, Michael shall stand up, the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people, it shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation, even to that same time. And at that <coughs> time, thy people shall be delivered. And every one shall be found, that shall be found written in the book. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. Some to everlasting life. And some to everlasting contempt. We have the surety of God's word, my dear friends. The subject for this address is the purpose of the creation of the earth in the Old Testament in the book of Ecclesiastes a, written book, a book written by uh, King Solomon a man endowed with great wisdom and knowledge by God we learn in chapter 3 and verse 1 that to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven now, I appreciate that this is a short address, my dear friends, to cover all aspects of the plan and purpose of our Creator. We would need much more time. And these subjects are dealt with on a regular basis from this platform. John chapter 6 and verse 44 says that no man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him and I will raise him up at the last day I hope that what the short address that we've had this afternoon will have caused you to consider these matters and to investigate for your eternal well-being we hope you enjoyed that talk for more downloads, information about what we believe, and details of our meeting times, go to our website, ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk.